Hi, I'm Joy. And I'm Janelle. And we are your hosts of the Melanin and Miles podcast. We are just two Black girls in our 20s who have traveled to over 25 countries and five continents. And we want to share our travel experiences and advice with you. Like when I went cliff jumping in Jamaica, or when I booked a flight for only $6, and even when I lived with a host family who didn't speak any English in Spain for four months. Or when I went skydiving in D.C., swam with elephants in Thailand, and won over $200 at a casino in Puerto Rico. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and tune in every Tuesday for new episodes. Before we get into the episode, make sure you get your hands on our free Budget Babe travel guide to learn the top 10 ways you can be saving hundreds or even thousands of dollars on your next travel adventure. Get the guide straight to your inbox at melaninandmiles.com slash free. This segment of our podcast is called The Check-In, where we both update you guys on where we've been traveling and life updates in 60 seconds or less before we get into the episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to Melanin and Miles. This is Janelle here, and this week we will be doing another interview with someone I found off Instagram. Her name is Mariah Harris. She's a travel blogger that has been all over the world and uses her Instagram as a platform to share a lot of her travel stories. So welcome, Mariah. Hi, guys. And can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and do a more formal introduction, like where are you from, your education and work background, and how all of that ties in with travel? Okay, of course. So my name is Mariah Harris. I'm from the Queen City. That is Charlotte, North Carolina, if you guys are not familiar So I love my city. I have had the luxury of being able to see it grow into what it is now. Um, And I was I went to Claflin University, which is located in South Carolina for my undergrad. And for grad school, I went to Pfeiffer University and received my MBA and my MHA in hopes of one day owning my own travel brand and creating international travel concierge um, business. So that ties in those degrees tie into what I want to do in the future. But yeah. Definitely from the Queen City. I love my city and I love traveling. I love getting out the city, but I also want to come back and give back and make my city better one day. Nice. It's always great to do that. I love to travel as well. And I'm always like, I don't want to go back to my hometown, but there's still <laughs> there's still a beauty in having that impact from a distance, you know? <laughs> yeah. Where are you from? Um, I'm originally from Pennsylvania. It's a really small town. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to Hampton for undergrad. So I oh, that's got, awesome. Yeah, that's I kind of got as far <laughs> as I could, got out of the like small town mindset I was at. And now I'm just like, home is home. I do love it, but it's nice to have that impact from a distance. <laughs> yes, it's nice to branch out. <laughs> yeah. Hampton is beautiful. My sister went there. Oh, nice. You know what class she is? Is it Ogre? Oh, okay. I'm Onyx, Onyx 11. I know a little something. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So back to your travel story. So what would you say actually sparked your interest in travel? So fun fact, right? So I've been around the world, literally, and been so many places. But when I was younger, I was so afraid of planes. (laughs) I was so afraid of planes. And, you know, my dad was like, you have to get out of this fear. Because my dad, he wanted to be a pilot. And, you know, I would go 
to the airport and we would just sit there and watch planes take off and land, watch planes yeah. take off and land. And I said, you know what? Like, I can't be this person that wants to be all of this when she grows up and just be so afraid to hop on a plane. So one day I just forced myself like to get on planes, force myself, force myself, force myself until I've booked so many flights and left so many times to go on trips to it just honestly became second nature. So now it's nothing to me. As soon as I get on the plane, I'm snoring before the plane even takes off. Like I'm just used to it now. So it started as a fear. So I kind of turned my fear into a passion. So that's where it all really started from, like forcing myself to get out of that, you know, bubble of being afraid and said, you know, I deserve to see the world. So I can't be, I can't be afraid to fly if that's my end goal, you know? Mm-hmm. No, that makes sense. And I love that, like, getting over your fear is, like, it's what sparked, like, a huge interest. Because for me, it was more like I wasn't able to find people to travel with. And I didn't know if I could just travel by myself. But getting over that fear of just going on the trip and booking it myself, it definitely um, started a whole thing for me. And I was able to do a lot of solo trips that were actually a lot more fun than others. Yes, I believe in solo tripping, most definitely. (laughs) We can't let our friends stop us. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what would you say is your most recent travel experience and how did that go if it was during COVID? So like my most recent international, like well, I'll say international, uh, my most recent international trip that I enjoyed mm-hmm. would be uh, Maldives in Dubai. Um I loved Dubai and I love Maldives. I feel like those were the first vacations I've ever been on to where I have been able to rest and actually enjoy myself versus like working. Because normally when I travel, I have like my work laptop. I have like headphones. I'm typing out notes on the beach. Like it's terrible. (laughs) So that was my first trip where I was like, oh my God, like this place is gorgeous. So when I was in Dubai, I stayed at the Palm Jermaine. Mm-hmm. And then when I was in Maldives, I stayed at Conrad Maldives and Maldives is gorgeous. We stayed on one of the underwater bungalows for a couple of nights. And then we stayed where we had um, like one of those glass houses on the beach in our backyard. We had a pool on the beach and it was so gorgeous. Like, and in Dubai, we visited the markets and did some of that good underground shopping. So I'll, that was my most recent favorite trip. And was that, was that before the pandemic or? It was right. It was like during the pandemic. Well, it was in March when the pandemic oh, so when started. it just started. Yeah. Yeah. So like we heard about, we unfortunately heard about it, but we still went. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I would have did the I, same. <laughs> right. Like I knew about it. But I was like, listen, this flight was super expensive. So I'm really not about to cancel it. So yeah. I'm just going to pray before I go. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's really nice, though, that y'all got that one last, like, exciting experience before everything was kind of, like, canceled. (laughs) Yes, because, like, I've had so many trips canceled. I was supposed to go to, um, I was supposed to go to Greece. I was supposed to go to Greece twice, actually. Then I was supposed to go to um, Dubai again like for work, like for work fun, because I want to start a brand out there. Mm -hmm. And I was actually supposed to go to China again because of a business I want to start. But all of those have been canceled due clearly to the pandemic. So it just. It's a tragedy. (laughs) Hopefully (laughs) this year, next year, it gets a little bit better with trips. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had never been to Maldives or Dubai 
And Maldives is actually like on my bucket list, like go-to list. Cause I love like going to the beach and I love diving and snorkeling mm-hmm. and whatnot. And, you know, like climate change, you know, stuff isn't as going to be as pretty in 50 years as like what it is now. So that's no, like it's on not. My list. That's crazy thing. Right. And so I would say like, what would you say is like the number one thing every tourist should do when they get there? Like, what did y'all do that you just loved and you wish you could do it like over and over again? Oh, okay. So the number one thing I would do if I could do it again, (laughs) what Maldives or Dubai, either or? Uh, Either or, but actually, no, just do both because I really want to go to the Maldives, but I also am curious about Dubai. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So when I went to Dubai, we got there. I was so tired. Like that flight was so long. So as soon as we got there, we went to our hotel. We got something to eat. And then I'm a vlogger. So I started filming like the dinner and, you know, the hotel and the spas and things of that nature. So I was working. But then I just sat down and was like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. So I actually went to the pool. So I went to the pool. I laid down. The spa was 24 hours. So I got a little, you know, a little massage before I went to bed. We immediately woke up and went right to the markets. Um, the tallest building in the world is actually in Dubai. Oh, yeah. So I we went like I there. I always see it on Instagram. The Burj Khalifa. <laughs> yeah, y'all. I was so scared. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. But literally, you have to sign waivers and everything before you can even, you know. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's the tallest building in the world. So you have to take several elevators to get to the top. What's the view look like once you're up there? Is it really nice? Oh, my God. It's to die for. Like, it's so beautiful. I made sure I took a thousand pictures, but it is extremely gorgeous. Like, you can see the whole city because it's Mm. so high. Yeah. And they even have, like, a cafe there. Like, they have restaurants, shops. There's a hotel in that building, too, that you can stay at. So when I go back to Dubai, I want to stay there. But they have so many things. Like, in the mall, there's a mall that's near there. But it is gorgeous. And I would Mm -hmm. definitely go again. Like, so that's the first thing I did when I went to Dubai. First thing I did when I went to Maldives was, of course, go look at that beautiful beach, the white sand. It is, the people there and the culture there is so different, like, they have a more serving culture. So everyone there is extremely nice and just wants to make sure you're happy and well taken care of. So you can definitely tell the difference between traveling in America and traveling overseas, especially when it comes to different cultures, because they wanted to make sure everybody was happy. Everything was okay. Like, you know, if you liked everything. So Mm -hmm. when I went there, the first thing I did was literally lay on the beach and just look at the beautiful sun and just have drinks on the beach and just, read and listen to the silence that I don't get to hear here in America. <laughs> That's the first thing I did. No, that sounds wonderful. I, as soon as this pandemic's over, I would love to go to both places <laughs> and do something. You will let me know. <laughs> yeah. I wanna <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess uh, with COVID and everything that's been happening, a lot of international travel might've been canceled or just there's no point in planning anymore. <laughs> um, have you done any domestic trips that you would suggest like other people go on in the U.S. that would be interested? Yeah. So there are a lot of great places that you can still go to, even though, you know, we're in a pandemic. So there are a lot of wonderful places. People forget that, you know, Hawaii is an American territory. So, we, I mean, yeah. you can still go there. Puerto Rico, we can still go there. It's an American territory. Colorado is beautiful. Tennessee, I would suggest getting a cabin. 
I've been to Atlanta, Charleston. They have beautiful beaches. You can rent out a beautiful Airbnb on the beach. But there's so many things to do, especially during the winter. Like I suggest everybody getting a cabin, renting out for a few days and like having fun there. But during um, quarantine, we can still go to Mexico. So, I mean, I'm sure you've seen all your friends online in Mm -hmm. Mexico. (laughs) (laughs) The whole internet is in Mexico right now. (laughs) The whole internet is breaking the news in my Mexico. My sister actually just left. My twin that went to Hampton, she just left Mexico. And my aunt just left Mexico because we're getting cabin fever. Like we're tired of being (laughs) in the house. (laughs) Definitely. I completely understand. So with all of your traveling, I mean, you've done a lot of traveling, obviously. What would you say is your biggest travel mistake? Like what's something you would suggest no one do the next time they go on a trip? Okay. So my biggest traveling mistake, this is funny, but not funny because it was a funny, costly mistake. <laughs> <laughs> so on my way to, I went, I'm from Charlotte. So I fly out of Charlotte or I fly out of DC. So if I fly anywhere that's over like a 15 hour flight, I go to DC's international hub airport. Mm-hmm. Like it's cheaper that way. And they have more flights coming out of that airport. So I flew to DC And I was on the way to supposedly go to Dubai and Maldives. So my aunt and I went together. So just us two on this trip. And we had an agency that booked all of our trips and our vacations and everything for Dubai and Maldives, our massages, our flight, our hotel, everything. So I get to the airport. I'm so excited. You know, I've had a few shots, you know, a few drinks, you know, like I'm in true vacation mode. I'm excited. I got my little umbrella. You know, I'm ready, right? So I get to the desk and they're like, you cannot board this flight because it says Maria. (gasps) (laughs) No. Yes. So when you booked the flight, you, I guess, had a typo or something. So the lady booked my flight and booked everything else. So my name is Mariah, M-A-R-I-A-H. My aunt's name is Deborah and her middle name is Maria, M-A-R-I-A. So I'm not sure if she mixed left the H off my name or if she used my aunt's middle name as my first name when she booked my uh, flight yeah. ticket. But when I go overseas, a lot of people call me Maria anyway. So that's like a common thing that they do. Like they leave the H off my name all the time when I travel like everywhere. Like yeah. everywhere I go and I travel, they call me Maria, not Mariah. So she booked my name Maria. So I was literally... So I got to the airport early anyway to go to the Delta Lounge where you can just like shower, relax, have drinks, sleep, whatever you want to do before you get on your flight. Mm-hmm. So I always get there early. My and I always watch the flights, you know, go by in the airport and just chill. So this day I actually had to use that extra time because yes. I was fighting to get on the plane. So I'm, you know, on the phone at the front desk going back and forth with this lady on the phone, the travel agency to make sure I can get on the plane. The man at the front desk said, the only way you can get on this flight right now today. And remember y'all, the flight is already paid for. The hotels are paid for. The trips already paid for the excursions. So that's thousands of dollars at this point. Mm -hmm. I already paid for. So I'm having to get on this flight, right? He said, the only way you can get on this flight is if you buy a new ticket and we put a new name on the ticket. Do you want to know how much that flight ticket costs? I know that I'm stressed out already. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you want to know? Strong oh roll. God. Do you want to know? Out of DC? I don't even want to guess. Just let me know. Let me know. 
that flight ticket, it was only one ticket left on the whole plane. And I believe it was first class, class, a first oh class. My ticket. Oh my that God. That flight was $19,000. What? $19,000. Do you think I paid for that? No, ma'am, I did not. I'm about to say, <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't have $19,000 to just say, hey, let me uh, do it on a ticket off someone else's negligence. Like, no, that's no. my college tuition. What? Right, exactly. Like, we both went to private HBCUs. I know how it feels to spend that much money on, right. <laughs> on a semester of college, you know? Yeah. So, me and this lady are still going back and forth. I'm I'm calling my attorney, having him send a letter. My aunt is talking to the airline, like, it's really a hot mess at this front desk. So, finally, I sent it to her. She's like, we're going to take the flight out of your account. They said that to my aunt because my aunt is the one that booked the travel agency. Oh, yeah. We're going to take $18,000 out of your account. Don't worry. We're going to buy you a new ticket with your money. My aunt said, no, we're not. So it, it, the lady from the agency ended up having to take $18,000 out of her travel budget to buy me a new ticket because she's the one that booked my ticket and spelled it wrong. Yeah. So yeah, that, that is my no biggest way. travel mistake ever. <laughs> Check your travel agency, y'all. <laughs> don't just let like, them book things and don't like be on top of what they did. Make sure the names yes. are spelled correct and everything. That's crazy. Right? What I'm, company I'm was still this? in awe. <laughs> yeah. What company was this? I cannot even remember, but I re- I'm trying to remember her. I think her name was Catherine or something. I cannot remember, but I will uh, never. And this lady got a lot of money because it was like four or five of us. And she got at least more than 10% of everything we booked. Mm -hmm. So she was getting paid well to do, you know, to make a mistake like that, you know? So I will never, after that, I'm booking all of my own. Like that was the first time I let someone else book any of my trips. Everything else I do, I always book my own, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's my advice to y'all. Like make sure if you want to do an agency, make sure you're on top of them. Like seriously, or do it yourself. Wild. You didn't expect I, that type of story, huh? No, I, I definitely did not. <laughs> wow. I usually don't do, I usually book everything myself. So I haven't really done like any travel agents like that. But mm-hmm. I do know a really good one. She's based out of like the DMV area in like mm-hmm. Um, her company's called Tickle Pink Travel Agency. She actually has an interview on this podcast. I forget which episode it is, but you can search Tickle Pink Travel and it'll come up. But mm-hmm. um she is it's a black owned business she's black she is like very helpful like she'll book group trips solo trips vacations whatever you want and literally anywhere in the world and it's a fair price that she gives like I love like I went on a trip with her and one of my friends to Jamaica and it was like one of the best trips I've been on because like I had no stress whatsoever with booking it but mm, see that's I'm, awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, I still do like to up. yeah <laughs> I do still <laughs> like to book my own trips from time to time especially when I'm like um going somewhere that I know pretty well but one mm-hmm. time I had booked my flight to so over spring break last year I was supposed to go to India but like at that time COVID had just popped off like I know. really crazy and like travel restrictions are just like going in place so I needed to just cancel all of that because there was no way I was going to be able to get back in the country if I <laughs> if I left there was no way girl you would have still been out there <laughs> exactly so um 
but it was stressful because like the ticket was very expensive and I like I didn't know. book a travel agent. I was trying to do it all myself and I ended up losing a lot of money trying to cancel flights and cancel Airbnbs and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I would have had a travel agent, you know, they could have been on hold with all these people and like, <laughs> and like going exactly. through the stress and potentially save me more money. So there mm-hmm. are definite, definite benefits to getting them, but make sure you can trust them. And that's why I say Tickle Pink Travel Agency, she is the best one. Like, I definitely trust her. Yes, but- I'm going to look into her because I do like, you know, one benefit that I thought was going to be good with booking the travel agent for Dubai and Maldives is that there's a time difference when it comes yeah. to American time, clearly, and when we're out in Dubai and Maldives. Yeah. So all the tickets we had to buy had to coincide, all the attractions. And also, I'm not trying to do all this math yeah, that's for all these trips. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm just going to let them, you know, making sure we have our ride come at the right time from this time to that. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to let her do that. But yeah, that's a, yeah, I can't believe the um, flight attendant had the nerve to pitch $19,000. Like, it wasn't. <laughs> like, it wasn't when I tell you, she said it so calmly. Like, she said, oh, do you want to buy Doritos for 50 cents? That's how she pitched it to me. Like, that's what she was saying. Oh, my God. She was just saying it like, it was just, <laughs> oh, yeah, let's buy it for $19,000. i am like, no, no, man. That is crazy. That, like. <laughs> I am not a violent person, but that would have re- <laughs> like put me in a state of violence. <laughs> Someone said Let me tell you, that's what I thought too. But I was so calm because I was like, this has to be like a joke. Right. <laughs> you really have to be juggling me today. Mm-mm. No. Dude. I was like, well, let me figure out some things I can do um, while I'm stuck here, you know, in DC. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess be focused on the crazy parts of travel we can kind of go back and lift our spirits a little bit <laughs> could you tell us yeah. a story about like maybe your favorite thing tr- about travel or like what your favorite trip was that you've ever done mm-hmm. so well my favorite trip probably or favorite thing I've ever done was probably go to Lima Peru Machu Picchu Peru and you know my goal by 30 was to go to all the seven um seven destinations of the world. So on that list is Machu Picchu, Peru to go to the mountain. And when I went there, you know, it's not a lot of black people clearly there um, (laughs) when I was there. So, you know, I was there and I was like, okay, this is really nice. So when I got to the top of the mountain, like I saw this girl and she had an AKA shirt on. Like, and I was like, oh, wow, this is like a black girl out here, you know? Let me talk to her, you know, let me see what she, you know, has going on. So I was like, hey, what's going on? What's your name? And she told me her name. And, you know, it was the guy who was out there who was doing like a solo trip. And, you know, we just said, let's link up tonight and do dinner, you know. So we all actually climbed to the top of the mountain together, took pictures and actually linked up for dinner that night. And so this day, we're still friends. We come to see each other. I ended up being at her wit in one of the girls' um, weddings. So wow. Yeah, that it's like you can meet so many people when you travel. It's crazy. You can make so many friends, relationships, networking. Like it's such a small world. And that girl, she ended up, um, she went to an HBCU too. So like it was a small world. I'm like, wow, this is interesting. You know, we (laughs) people around the world that are like us, but so different. So that Mm -hmm. was. That was so beautiful. Like, I enjoyed that. I was like, I'm making friends abroad. This is, like, amazing. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's so true. I love just seeing Black people traveling whenever I'm Mm -hmm. out. Like, 
Um, I stay in like hostels a lot sometimes and it's always great to connect with new people while you're there or you know just see anybody like if you just walk on the street and I see a black person I'm gonna say something so be like hey yeah (laughs) so no that's always a great thing Mm -hmm. I'm definitely Uh, gonna say something (laughs) (laughs) so I know you said before that you are a vlogger for a lot of your stuff and you even sent me one of your YouTube videos or you said the podcast one and so where can we find you on like your Instagram, YouTube, or any other platforms where you share a lot of your travel stories? Yeah. So my YouTube is called Mariah's Soapbox because clearly I'm on my soapbox about so many things. (laughs) So it's Mariah's M-A-R-I-A-H-H, Mariah's S-O-A-P-B-O-X. So Mariah's Soapbox. And my Instagram is Mariah underscore live five, the number five. And then my travel page is Mariah's Travel Guide underscore. So those are all my platforms. I'm pretty active on all of them. With my YouTube, I definitely release a video at the least once a week. I just released one today about, because um, Black History Month, so I did one on HBCU Talk. You know, we're just trying to figure out, you know, who has the best homecomings? You know, what's the best, <laughs> you know, who has the best yard events? When were certain ones created? Why were they created? And travel page of course I show you all my travels things I love doing some travel tips for you guys about solo travel and everything so nice um I'll definitely link all of that in the show notes so y'all can find it really easily um when you listen to the podcast so it looks like we're almost out of time but I'm gonna just finish off with just a few words of advice for the audience um my first one would be what advice would you give someone that's looking to travel more often So what I would definitely do for someone who is looking to travel often, like figure out what type of traveler are you? Are you a person that likes to travel alone, like solo traveler? Are you someone that needs a group? If you are someone that needs a group, what type of traveler are you within that group? Because does your group like to actually go out and do activities or does your group like to stay at the Airbnb or the villa or whatever? Like I had to figure that out when I traveled. Because some like traveling partners or being by yourself, it's imperative to know what type of travel you are. But start small and figure out what you really like. Create a budget for where you want to go. Find where you want to stay and the price of the flight. After that, it should be so easy. And just give yourself one thing that's concrete for the day and go with the flow for the rest of your days. Because if you become so strategic, like nine o'clock, let's do this. Eleven o'clock, let's do that. It doesn't give you room for creative space on what you want to do with your trip. Yeah, that can that can be really overwhelming if you have stuff for every hour. Like that's just too much. (laughs) (laughs) At that point, I need a nap. Like I don't like I need a vacation from the vacation. Yes, I need a vacation from my vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then my last um question is why do you think more black women should travel? So I believe black women should travel more because the best education in life is not just going to school. To me, the best education, honestly, is getting out there, getting on that plane, boat, car, whatever you need to do, and going to see the world because there are so many different cultures, dialects, languages that us as Black women have heard about, read, and seen in books. But I want us to stop flipping the page and reading it, but going to visually actually see it. So I feel like we deserve to give ourselves that, to be able to enjoy the marketplaces, to be able to see all different types of people, 
networking and then really enjoying our life and getting out of our hometown cities and really saying, you know what, like this world is so beautiful. It's meant for me to enjoy it and see it. So I feel like we need to get out there and just not like, don't let fear stop you from anything, especially as black women, the black population doesn't travel as much as, you know, other populations. We're getting out there more. I'm seeing so many more like black travel blogs, which is exciting me. But um, let's not let that stop us. Let's not let our family impose their fears of travel onto us as the black community, as black women. So I feel like that's imperative for us to get out there and see the world. Definitely. And even then, like, once you get out and you see another black person, you get even more excited to, <laughs> to yeah, travel even like, more. So the more yes. we see, the more you want to do it. Most definitely. And you can make friends along the way. Like, even if you do solo travel, you can meet so many people oh, there. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. There are group, group apps and all that that you can meet find and find people. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Mariah, for doing this interview. Um, yeah. Like I said before, I'll link your social media and your travel blog and everything in the show notes so everyone can find it. Um, we're really excited to hear more about your travel story, whether you got some upcoming trips, we didn't get to talk about it here, but if you, if anything comes up, always feel free to contact us and we can do another interview. Yeah, of course. I'm excited. I had such a good time today.